The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by the dabbing one, Mitch Krumpetich. What's up? Today, we are going to talk about Monty Williams. He had a nice press conference last week here. We'll discuss some of the things he said in there, and then we'll hit, up, hit you up with some Suns news, little news on Rashawn Holmes, some Sarver news that might be fun to talk about, Ooh. and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about the finals a little bit, too. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Okay, Monty Williams, our new head coach. We got to watch the press conference. Some really great things came out of that. But first off, let's talk that he's starting to build his coaching staff, and it sounds like there's a few guys on the short list right now. Uh, we have Thunder assistant Mark Bryant, Portland assistant Steve Blake and Nets scout Randy Ayers. I don't know much about Ayers, but I do remember seeing Steve Blake play some ball, and uh, there's a bit of a Portland connection there, maybe. Yep, yep. And then uh, Mark Bryant's been with the Thunder for a long time. Yeah, I was when I was just looking for basic information on Mark Bryant, I thought it was cool that he played for the Suns from 96 to 99. Uh, but he had a really long playing career, played from 88 to 03, and then has been coaching since 2004. So that sounds like a pretty good guy to have in a, as an assistant coach. Right. Always like bringing a guy back to Phoenix, too. And especially if he's well qualified, I'd say get him yeah. on the staff. What's Igor doing? Huh. <laughs> you know, I wonder about that. Was that was bad. That was bad. That was bad, but I mean, he's not going to get a head coaching job. So, no. But sadly, I don't think he'd come back to uh, Phoenix after what happened last season. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. But uh, Steve Blake, I was on Our Sons today and saw a funny video of him getting a little scrappy in a practice. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I didn't no, see that. It was just funny. He, he uh, I think he was trying to box out, and he kind of got caught in the face, and then he just started throwing punches, and he kind of got clipped by one. It was funny. I think he was with the Lakers at the time when it happened. I don't know who, who else was in it. Hmm. But interesting. Uh, a lot of people were talking about, oh, why would you want that guy as a coach? But, I mean, he's been doing it in Portland. And I don't see any reason not to sign him. I don't know much about his coaching philosophy or anything like that, but another name on the table. Yeah, why not? It's at least someone we've heard of. <laughs> yeah, bring them all in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as for the press conference, what are some things that stood out to you? What did you like to hear? Well, first off, just to go off your Steve Blake practice point, Monty Williams mentioned that when he worked with his young team during the rebuild in New Orleans, he would practice with the team a lot. And he would just be like, I can't explain this. I just have to show you what I'm talking about. So maybe we'll get more of that if Steve Blake joins him. Yeah. 
I mean, hopefully he's not punching his players in the <laughs> face. But um, I mean, I bet he can. St- he's still pretty young. I bet he can still play a little bit. But uh, highlights, though, there's there are a few things. First off, I liked the way that Monty Williams handled this interview. I, I thought Igor was a good speaker, but I thought a lot of his answers were kind of like, this is what we want to hear. Like, kind of political, never very, like, in-depth, just kind of like, this is what I'm supposed to say. You know, th- I felt that way sometimes. I thought Monty Williams was a lot more transparent and a little bit more um, genuine, I guess. Not that Igor wasn't genuine, but I think Williams is just that kind of guy. And so the things that really stood out to me, at the very beginning he said he chose Phoenix partially because things are already on track. Now, I don't know. I question if he's all there, if that's how he feels, because I haven't seen that. But jokes aside, I think that that's a good sign that he he likes what we've been doing and sees that we've got some good pieces already. Um, I liked how he just said we're going to play through Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Yes, thank you. Um, He said we have to build championship habits. There has to be a culture change this summer, not in the fall, this summer. I liked that culture change. He knows. He knows all about this. He's been to the playoffs. So I really liked that. Um, And then the thing that I really, really liked, probably my favorite thing he said, was it would be irresponsible of me to force a style of play on the team that doesn't fit. I thought that was really good because as much as I thought Igor's system was good, it did seem a bit forced at times last season. And that guys weren't really ready. They didn't really know it all that well. He hadn't fully implemented it. I I think that approach from Monty Williams is much more what this young team needs. Yeah, this is like the exact opposite of Igor now that we're talking about it. Yeah. So Igor comes in with the system. We're going to run the system. The system's going to work. Our guys are going to work in the system. That's what what we heard. Mm -hmm. But then Igor came in with the political answers during interviews, and it seemed like he was always trying to say the right thing. And that made me think, is is he a little... I don't know. It, it was his first head coaching job. And what kind of contract did we sign him to? Was it a three-year deal or was it what? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. Okay. But it wasn't a five-year deal like Monty no, Williams. It wasn't. So right. Monty Williams comes in with a five-year deal. And he says it'd be irresponsible of him to force a play style. So polar opposite. And then he comes in and he speaks his mind a little more in the press conference very very different and i remember last season my wife just gave me crap for this i was watching the the press conference here and i came out and i said oh i'm excited about our new coach and she said didn't you say that last year (laughs) she knows man she She does yeah she does and i went oh man yeah i probably did sound the exact same last year that's probably a fact but it was just a good vibe that I got, and, you know, maybe I'll be wrong again, and it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, I, I like this this feel of Monty Williams coming in, and I don't know. Say what you want, but 
A guy who's speaking broken English with a bunch of young guys on his team. That might be tough for some of those guys. To, you know, they're, they're new in the business. They haven't had a ton of coaches in their day, and probably most of them are American dudes, and they're, they're used to the whole system and everything. I, I can just see that being something. We, we heard that last year about Igor, and maybe that'll be a difference too. Yeah, I definitely think Monty Williams will have an easier time connecting with these guys. He's just been in the business as a head coach longer. Right. And he knows what to do. Yep. And, I mean, he even said this in the press conference. They brought up uh, Josh Jackson's issues lately, and he was just like, let me work with this guy. I've been there. I've done things I regret. I've had to like own up to stuff. I've done things wrong and I've learned from it and I've become better because of it. He's like I was in Jackson's shoes at one point. I'm like Igor, I don't think Igor could have said that. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably very true. (laughs) And yeah, I mean last week maybe I jumped to some crazy hypothesis about what actually happened with Jackson and what what happened but (laughs) I mean, it wasn't that crazy. He didn't hurt anybody. Right. Uh, I mean, who knows if he was drinking. I mean, he was at a music festival. He was probably having a good time. Yeah. I mean, I still think he's going to get traded, but... Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things that, like, it happened and no one cares about it anymore. And, like, he'll play next season and everyone will be like, oh, yeah, I guess that happened. Yeah. We'll talk a little more on this subject when we get to the Rashawn yeah. Holmes talk later. Miami has been fun, yeah, apparently. we got to get out of Miami. <laughs> I don't trust any of, my, any of our guys in Miami anymore. The state of Florida, really. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of things that I heard that I liked from Williams. He's, he, when he compared Devin Booker to Brandon Roy, I really liked when I heard that. He said something that... Uh, when he when Monty was in Portland at the time, there was Kobe, Dwayne Wade, and Brandon Roy were running the show in the NBA, and they were the three of the best scorers, definitely shooting guards in the league at the time. And uh, seeing a guy like Williams who can compare that to guys that he's seen do it before, that's pretty exciting. He just hearing a like a lot of guys have great things to say about Book, but. And, of course, our head coach wouldn't be trash-talking him in the introductory press conference, of course, but uh, I I liked hearing that. Yeah, that was cool. It is good to see him bring his experience and just be able to say, yeah, this is what's happening here. And let's, I mean, hopefully Booker doesn't have as many injury issues. Yeah, Fingers crossed on that one. That's for sure. And another thing that he said is, uh, how he hated holding the ball. He didn't like seeing the yeah. ball die in someone's hands. And when, as soon as he said that, who did you think of? You think of Booker. Yeah. Because the, the ball can die in Booker's hands in some possessions. But then he followed that up with that he doesn't want to take the creativity of Devin away or get, him to get in his way as a scorer. So... I like that. He he said that when he was with San Antonio, they moved the ball so well that defenses would be so tired by the fourth quarter, that's when San Antonio would just turn it on and win the game. And, yeah, that's ball yeah. movement. So 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope we see plenty of ball movement this year, like we did in the first like week of the season last year. <laughs> the first that? game? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, but I remember. Yeah, he made an interesting distinction between uh, pace, high pace, and playing fast. I thought this was interesting. He talked about how a couple of years ago the Nets had the highest pace in the league, but were like terrible because they would just push the ball and then take a terrible shot or turn it over or whatever. You know, he talked about it's not necessarily as much about pace as it is ball movement. So, yeah, you want to get the ball up the court quick, but you don't need to, like, exert all of your energy getting the ball from out of bounds or from, like, a rebound to the other side of the court. Once you get into that half-court set, move that ball, whip it around. Yes, that's good. And that is playing fast. So I thought that was an interesting distinction, and I would love to see some better ball movement instead of just Kelly Oubre ISO, Devin Booker ISO, Josh Jackson ISO. We saw way too much of that last year. Right. And, yeah, we're not bringing back the seven seconds or less Suns because we no. don't have Steve Nash. We, we, don't, right. we don't have a point guard. We still, yeah, still no point guard. So it won't be that, but... I love watching fast-paced basketball, and that's what Phoenix is used to. So as long as it's not the whole grit and grind style, which doesn't fit our personnel whatsoever right now. Or anyone. It doesn't work for anyone anymore. No. That's dead. Sorry. Fair enough. And uh, one last thing on it. He believes that Booker can work as the primary ball handler and off the ball. He doesn't want to say a word about who's going to be running point guard because... I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> I wouldn't either. For one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he—he's just—it feels like he's going to take the approach that he's going to see what's working and what doesn't work, and be more than happy to change it. If not, he—he he has enough of a background in the game. He's a lifer. Uh, he knows what he's doing out there. I, I'm happy to have him as a coach. And yeah, this right away in this interview, he talked about how just happy he was to be a head coach. Yeah. And there's only 30 of them. And he said, this is what I wanted. If I would have told myself when I was a kid that I, I'd be in the NBA, I'd I'd be thrilled. And, like, that's what he's doing, and he's happy about mm-hmm. it. And he, he's uh, he's had his shot before, and it's time to do it again. He's older and wiser. I'm, I'm just happy. Yeah, I think it's good timing. And I'm just very encouraged overall by this press conference, trying to temper my expectations and – you all know me at this point. I get pretty excited pretty easily. Oh, we're homers, so, Mitch. We're homers. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep my expectations low, but I'm encouraged by this. All right. Moving along a little something not to be encouraged about. Rashawn Holmes uh, <laughs> arrested in Miami, uh, got pulled over, possession of marijuana. I believe I'm reading that right. Never heard of her. Yeah. Uh, And he's an unrestricted free agent this season, so do we get him for a little cheaper if we want to bring him back? Is that what that means? I mean, (laughs) I can't imagine we would give him more than the vet minimum anyway. Or, like, if someone wants to give him more, okay, see ya. We need as much cap space as we can get at this point to try to sign a point guard and or power forward depending on what happens. So, yeah. Right. I, I think this pretty much... keeping him, though, 
like potentially. I don't know. I, yeah, how, I would like to. As a backup big, I think he does a solid job. If the price mm-hmm. is right, I'm all for it. And at this point, we're thin at every spot. You know, Aiton's a, a for sure locked in starter for the next how many years? Don't got to worry yeah. about that, but right. There's three other bigs that should maybe be getting some minutes throughout the season that we have no idea who they're going to be next year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, yeah, not, not too much to say other than I hope our, our Valley boys stay out of Florida for the remainder of the year. Yeah, really. Um, one other like quick note about free agency, they decided to move the moratorium to start on, june 30th at 6 p.m eastern time rather than midnight july 1st so we might have more information slightly earlier yeah that'll be uh, that's kind of nice so do do we pull all-nighters when this happens now or what do we do i mean it it makes it earlier for us it starts at 3 p.m yeah i mean you can pull an all-nighter if you want i guess but I'm just Usually not going to sleep through the entire PM. free agency period. I'm just going to stay yeah, awake. Oh, okay. Time. I like it. Yeah, until like <laughs> I'll sleep when KD October. comes to Phoenix. <laughs> oh, you're going to be up for a while. Yep. I'm going to need <laughs> some uppers of some sort. <laughs> All right. Uh, Robert Sarver. This is a f- weird episode. This just this, feels weird. <laughs> it is. It's. We've had some interesting news lately. I'm glad we can agree to that right now. But, okay, rumors that Robert Sarver is quietly putting the Suns up for sale is what John Shannon from KJZZ Phoenix reported. Is this real? Like, when I saw this, I was like, no way. Is this even really happening? But apparently, yeah, this is the talk. But very quickly after that was, uh, I think, within the day, that this was reported, the the Suns said that Robert Sarver is not considering selling the Suns. That's what I would say too. Yeah. And who 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 reported that? Gambo. Who knows? Because I saw a Gambo tweet, and we all know that Gambo and I mean Gambo's informant is Sarver. Yeah. So, but I just think that it's interesting, even if this is one hundred percent false, which it probably is, but like. I don't know. Do you think that John Shannon just said this? Like, I don't know. I, I think about us. Like, we're not just going to come on the show and be like, yep, Sarver's quietly putting the suns <laughs> up for sale. We would never just, like, say that out of the blue, you know? Yeah. So there's got to be, like, something to this. But at the same time, I'm, like, quietly putting a multi-billion dollar asset up for sale seems kind of dumb. Like, I don't know. If you're going to sell something like that, I mean, Sarver knows what he's doing when it comes to, like, the financial side. I think we can agree on that. There's no such thing as quietly. I would be like, my multi-billion dollar asset is for sale. Give me all of this money. You know? Let's get a bidding war going. (laughs) Exactly. I I hear that, but does, uh, I don't know, like, when you're... Man, this make, might make me sound really stupid. Maybe I don't want to say this. <laughs> well, don't worry. I probably won't have an answer. Okay. So, like, <laughs> when, you're, when you're trying to say, like, the Suns are looking to trade Josh Jackson and they need a point guard, you know, like, yeah. 
No true. one's going to trade us a point guard after that. That's true. Because they know that we want it. So right. by him saying, like, making a big announcement that, like, hey, I want to sell the Suns, is that going to start a bunch of people bidding? Or is it going to keep people from bidding, saying, like, if you want to sell it so bad, here's my really low offer? Yeah, that's... I don't know. That's, I mean, that's a good point. I just think there's 30 of these teams, and people want to own them. Yeah. And he can always turn offers down. But, like, when you sell your house, do you go around, like... Yeah, I'm thinking about selling my house. No, you list it everywhere. Yo, and I got a I got a Zillow URL. You can just <laughs> go check it out and the square feet's on there and everything. <laughs> exactly. So I see what you're saying. I get the point, but I, I that's not what I would do. No. But what do I know? No. I'm yeah. still trying to figure out how to move my 401k. Is this something we should be talking about on our podcast? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Maybe, maybe We're not. not. Qualified. <laughs> All right. So let's get it back to the basketball side a little bit more. And news came out that Vanderbilt's Darius Garland is skipping the combine. He skips it. And that spurs a lot of people to think that he got a promise from someone, probably somewhat early in the lottery. And a lot of people think that it's either us or the Lakers. Do you see either of us doing that, or who would be more likely? I think it's the Lakers, actually. And I, the only reason I say that is because I read an article, and I forget who it was by, but it said a top five team had promised him. Or I, I saw a top five somewhere. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, that's got to be the Lakers then. That and maybe eliminates us. Right, and maybe they're they're willing to move on from Lonzo or something like that. So maybe I don't know. Just I mean, move Lonzo to shooting guard because he's such a good maybe. shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great. That form is impeccable. Um, but I mean, th- these are all rumors still. So I don't think it's out of the question that we could have said we really like you and if you're still here at six we'll take you yeah I don't think I, I guess the only thing that makes me question it is if we were to go sign uh, some sort of veteran point guard that deserves to start if we were to draft Garland and bring him in slowly would it really hurt to throw aside Elio Kobo or Melton do you think it'd be do you think it'd be a big deal if we were to just say, eh, cut our losses on one of those guys or both of those guys? I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. If we draft if we sign a veteran and draft Garland, then yeah. One or both of those yeah. guys. I mean Melton's a free agent. He's a restricted free agent in twenty twenty anyway. So I mean I could see cutting him and maybe like giving a Kobo one more shot or yeah. Even cutting both of them, I I don't think it's that big of a deal at this point. Right. And I still don't have a great beat on Garland. I don't know if... I don't either. It's, it's so tough to say because you can look at a few college games and then otherwise, what do you really even go off? Right. As, as guys like us who don't have access to yeah. private and, workouts and stuff right. like that. I mean, a lot of people said his high school games were impressive and that he's a good shooter, but, like, that's yeah. high school. I, I had some pretty impressive high school games. Yeah. What is that saying? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about 
telling about the time that I won a high school game on free throws, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell that story because no did. one cares. You just did. <laughs> I could have told win. more. I no. could have told more, but no one cares. No. <laughs> I once went seven for seven from three. I'm just. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do a quick little talk about the finals. We have the matchup. It's the Warriors and the Raptors. And I'm excited for this finals. It's uh, nice to see, I don't know, not Warriors-Cavs, which we knew wouldn't happen. Fresh blood. Fresh blood. Just a new team in there. Kawhi's been playing great. He has. That Uh, dunk. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to see what he can do against the Warriors. And... Warriors might not be at full strength at all this this whole series. Uh, there's talks that Boogie might be coming back. We know that KD is going to be missing the, I think they said the start of the series. They've been pretty yeah. pretty quiet about what is really going on with KD, so that's something to watch for too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Warriors have been better without KD in the playoffs, which is crazy to say because KD is really good. And I don't know if better is the right word. They just look a lot different, and it's just a reminder of like, oh yeah, Steph Curry is really, really, really good. Like, one of the best to ever play this game. So, it's pretty impressive to see. Um, I really like the Raptors. I hope they win a game. I don't really think they will. But I am happy for them, and it was pretty cool to see them... um, like celebrating and everything afterwards to see how happy Kyle Lowry was was really cool. Uh, I know they were celebrating for a long time. Shout out to my cousin Spencer and to Jake, his assistant, who I'm in contact with quite a bit. Uh, Jake posted a really interesting video. He lives like, I mean, where he lives, he could hear the sound of like people still partying in Jurassic the streets. Park. Yeah, pretty yeah. crazy. And he was like, it was really late. He's like, I'm trying to sleep. Huh. But people, and so it, there, the whole city is pretty excited about it, rightly so. It's really cool. Um, I, I've i always kind of liked Kawhi, too, just like as a player. Yeah. But since he played for the Spurs, I really couldn't like him. Right. And now I'm like, I love Kawhi. Kawhi is amazing. Yeah. And I don't feel bad saying that anymore. <laughs> no, I, I love guys who don't talk smack and let their uncle Dennis do it for him. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. I really like how like he doesn't show a ton of emotion. He doesn't have anything too crazy to say. I, I just appreciate that about him. Not too many guys are like that anymore. And, I have a theory about Kawhi. Go on. I think he does show a lot of emotion. I think his emotions are just expressed in so much more of a limited way than we're used to. Yeah, it's, he's like evolved. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe not evolved. I mean, he's he isn't a cyborg. Like we, like, we should be picking up on his body language, but we haven't made it that far yet. It's not what I'm saying. I think that's what you were getting at. No. But, okay, we have the clip of him laughing at the beginning of the season, which is hilarious. It's yeah. great. It's His laugh is just very unique. <laughs> but, like... I don't know. I ever since that came out, I'm like, I need to pay attention to when Kawhi smiles and laughs more often. And like, throughout the game, he's smiling and laughing. And in interviews, he smiles and laughs. And like, I I honestly just think he's quiet. 
And we're not used to seeing that in the NBA. Most of these guys are like very talkative, very outspoken. And since Kawhi is just like more of a normal guy, it seems like, what's this guy's deal? Why is he such a robot? It's like, no, he's just a quiet person. Yeah. I know I'm very different when I'm, like, if someone were to, even if my wife puts up her phone and puts me on a snap that she's going to send to somebody, I'm like, oh, why you got to do that? Exactly. And I get, get, like, a little awkward just right on the spot. I'm not going to deny that. Mm -hmm. And then, so, yeah, you see the the true emotions come out during the game. He seems like a normal dude while he's playing ball. You can't, obviously. Never mind. I I don't need to go into that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I you mean, you can smell what I was putting down, though. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, this is—it's exciting. My prediction, like I alluded to earlier, is Warriors and four. I I real I just can't like the Raptors are exhausted. Yeah. And like even though they handled the Bucks in a couple of those games, like those were not easy games. Milwaukee is a tough team to play. Kawhi isn't even a hundred percent. Kawhi is hurt right now. Yeah. I see Toronto winning one for their fans at home, though. Yeah, uh, I, I really hope so. I, I really hope do. So, and I, I do kind of see it happening. I just... I don't know. The Warriors are great, but it's not... I, I just... It's just me hoping it's not a sweep and catching a few more games right. before the season's over. But, yeah, I mean, we're like 24 days away from the draft. Yeah, uh, we're close. Like how many more like another week or two until summer league after that a couple weeks after that right so it's it's not long i mean ideally we get raptors in seven and then (laughs) we get to be happy and then watch the draft like the week after and then go to summer league the week after that that would be perfect but it's not sounds really great and i remember having a talk very similar to this last year when we realized that the nba offseason is really fantastic the nba like I've heard a lot of people say the off season is better than the regular season. I mean, I think for us, we can say definitely. <laughs> yeah. Because we get to go to Vegas and go to Summer League. I, right, yeah. and we don't have to watch the Suns lose over and over. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I like the off. The off season's fun. Yeah. But okay, we're get we're getting to this track anyway so now it's time for the non-sports section of the show and this was inspired by me staying up until three in the morning last night what was the last youtube rabbit hole you fell into we've all been there you watch one video about something that's like a little out of left field and then all of a sudden it's been three hours and you're watching a video about like astrophysics or something so what was the last good youtube rabbit hole you fell into oh this is i had one that was like a suggested video on youtube and i don't know why i trust those things sometimes but (laughs) i'll I'll click on one every once in a while and just see what it's given me and (laughs) i don't know why this was recommended to me at all but it was of a guy who walked around clearing like drains and gutters it was just a a a normal dude in his town and there'd be like a road flooded and the cars would drive by and they'd splash up like tons of water and this dude would just walk up to the the drain the sewer vent and just uh run his foot over it and clear the drain and you'd watch the whole road 
all the water just runs straight into the gutter. Oh, wow. And you're like, wow, that was so helpful. And it took this guy kicking his foot over the gutter a few times. And, wow. like, uh, I don't know. Oh, I wish I knew the name of the channel, but I don't. But I watched quite a few of them, and it was really satisfying. Like, yeah, those clear are nice. And a little whirlpool would go. And then, huh. like, sooner he'd get bigger, and then he'd, like, pan over to the street, and the street would be completely dry. Wow. So it was weird, but I really appreciated that guy doing yeah. doing God's work. That That is interesting stuff. Huh. Okay, so the one I fell into was weird. And not, like, as weird as you think, but it was weird. So I don't know exactly how I got to this point. I think it's probably because... I've been, like, as you all probably know, anyone who's been listening for a while knows, I listen to, like, a huge variety of music. And lately, I listen to a lot of instrumental stuff, but I've been listening to stuff in other languages a lot, like, multiple different languages. So, I think YouTube thinks I'm really interested in linguistics. So, I somehow I got to a video of scrabble champions explaining their best plays oh wow and so that was pretty cool but what that directed me to there were a few other linguistics videos but there was one about this professional linguist who analyzed fake languages from fantasy shows ah. so he took like klingon high valyrian um dothraki parcel tongue and something else. And he analyzed all of these like made up languages and looked at like certain sounds and where they like probably were inspired from in like the real world and then gave examples of like here's this really really specific like branch of Norwegian and they use this sound that's called this like really specific combination of letters and in High Valyrian you can hear this person say it but they have a different accent than this other person and you can tell that this person has been speaking it their whole life and this person just learned it. It was like amazing. That's cool. So yeah it was about like 20 minutes long and I definitely got I, I learned a lot from that video. So, yeah, that's that's what kept me up until 3 in the morning last night. Yeah, those YouTube rabbit holes are real things, though. Like, oh, you yeah. Can, you can get sucked in. <clears throat> and when you were talking about a linguist, I thought of something that I had seen somewhat recently on... This was an older YouTube rabbit hole that I was on, but it was this guy who could speak a ton of languages. And he'd mm. walk around town, and he'd, like, profile people and be like, where do I think this person's from? I bet, I bet she's from China. And then he'd, mm. he'd just, like, drop some Mandarin on her, and they'd have a big, long conversation. And wow. then uh, he'd be like, I can speak other languages, too. And he'd go to, like, Chinese restaurants where there'd be people who spoke, like, different dialects of Chinese. Yeah. Or maybe mm. someone speaks Thai, or I don't know the proper name of the language, but... Just different Asian languages, and he knew like all of them. Wow! And it was that's amazing. impressive. And it was funny really because impressive. he was this like six, seven black dude, and literally every Chinese person asked him if he played basketball. Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, wow! He that's said, interesting. Nope, I sure don't. Hmm. Yeah, that's really impressive. It's English alone is hard enough. That's true. Oh. 
as is evident on this show, if you listen to me talk. <laughs> that's, that's right. You and me both, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, another episode of the Sunny and Phoenix podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Sunny and PHX Pod. Like I said a little bit ago, we're we're like three weeks away from the draft. We're getting pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Summer league right after that, then we're moving back into the season. So Suns fans, uh, whether you like it or not, there's going to be Suns basketball pretty soon. It's coming Hang right in back there. up. Hang, Hang in, in there. there. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. And go, sons.